0: What's up? Welcome to the Honey Crew Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to actually bring you guys some value based on some experience that I don't wanna say I take for granted, but it's things that I learned over the course of years, basically, about marketing that I, um, so part of my business model is having an owner operator opportunity was basically my concept from day one. And then the practical implementation of it became a lot more difficult than I originally had thought. So it's still on the agenda. It's still something we're doing. We're just trying to grow a little bit more as a company first before and working out the kinks before we do that. Uh, but w- it's basically right around the corner. And when I was interviewing, I just preface it when I was interviewing guys, Uh, In specific contractors one of the number one things that i got asked was people wanted to know hey how do you make the phone ring you know how do i get more customers and for me and i've said this i don't want to say like getting customers is the easy part but for a one-man show owner operator with low overhead when you're making the transition from being an employee to then becoming a business In the beginning, if you're the business, you don't need a shop. You can work out of your house like you currently do. You have your van, you have your tools, all that stuff. Number one piece of advice is just keep your overhead low. That's a side note. But as far as how to make the phone ring, this... Um, you could call it a tutorial, but this podcast is designed for contractors and um, anyone really that's in like a service-based or local type industry. You could be a fish tank cleaner and apply this to th- these, mar- these marketing literally how-tos, um, and you could have a, a business tomorrow or as soon as you – some of the stuff takes – like a few days to set up, um, but for the most part, like you could get the process started and you could go out and start getting customers organically tomorrow. And I'll teach you what an organic customer means versus like a paid customer. But so it's let's say tomorrow's day one. You just started your business. Um, you're an HVAC contractor, or you're an electrician, or you're a plumber. And the the main thing you want to do just to start or, or to get set up is number one set up a google place page you can go on to google and you could google how to get a google places page or google my business listing google um, is just a kind of a fundamental uh, search engine that you obviously want to be on we've we've all heard of it um, you can also get your business on bing places it's not used as much but where bing becomes Um, more like if someone has a Windows phone or if Bing is like their default search application, which is typically gonna be, you know, someone that's still on a PC and like it might, the software it ships with, it auto, their default search engine is Bing. So it does, like our business is on Bing. I don't track how many people call us from bing.com. No one says Bing it, they say Google it. So Google's where it's at, but um, get your business on Google, get your business on the other search engines like Bing and then get your, uh, business listed on Yelp. That's very easy to do as well. You're just going to set up a Yelp business listing. And then to tie all this stuff together, one of the, the basically the centerpiece of your online marketing campaign now in general, well, this was in really social media is where it's at, but having a website is just something that's like, you know, been important since like the late 90s in terms of running a business. You can set up a free website for very cheap with lots of different sites. I don't even know um, where to start with that, but you can get a domain through a website like HostGator or GoDaddy. HostGator has very, I'll I'll tell you why we use HostGator. They have a very um, user-friendly, well, relatively user-friendly way to build an actual website that will rank on the internet in the beginning, if you just wanna set up a basic website that maybe takes you a few hours to build, you can do that. But in terms of search engine optimization, which when if you're wondering like how come some businesses show up on Google versus some businesses don't, like when you search best electricians in Denver, the reason is, is because those websites have been optimized, which is what SEO stands for, search engine optimization, and it's the way that your website is designed and built out in order for it to rank on the internet and the best way that i've found to do it or at least in my experience is with a wordpress web page which when you're building a wordpress web page that's why i like using hostgator this is like a there are hours and hours of research that go into doing that so if if that's a you know that would be a long-term thing if you want to learn how to do it yourself but the reason i bring this up is that if you're going to hire If you're not gonna be doing that part yourself, which in the beginning when you're starting a business, you either have one of two things. You either have time or you have money, or you have both. Chances are you have more time than you do money. And so just putting in the sweat equity in the 100 to 200 hours it learns to actually sit down and just build out a website is one option. Or this is, you can use sites like Fiverr. If you've never heard of Fiverr, it's just one of many sites where you can, it's basically, Um, like a outsourcing website where you can hire people from all over the world. Some of them are domestic in the U.S., but you might be able to get a guy in India to build you a website for $50 or $100. That's a website that might cost $5,000 here. Um, But the thing is, is the reason it's good to to use a site like that is you might have five or ten you know, you might have five sites built, and five of you know, and four of them suck, but one of them's good, and so you can keep it. Um, but on Fiverr, it's the benefit is is you can you know maybe hire a few different guys or size them up and just see who's going to, who's going to make you a website. But just keep in mind that some web designers don't, you know, they're notorious slackers. And so don't just like start shelling out thousands of dollars. That's why I recommend going to Fiverr versus hiring a web guy to actually build you one. Cause some of the, like you could get someone overseas that would do it and is actually like more motivated and a hustler because 50 to a hundred dollars in India could be someone's normal salary for, you know, a month. Um, and so it's, it It to them is like that five thousand dollar check, and they work really hard for it um, and you might get someone that actually you know knows what they're doing instead sort of plays sits in front of a computer and plays pretend work for six weeks and then never gets you a website, which happens so um, anyways so website uh, Yelp business um, a Google business listing, and then um, in addition to that there's some all your social media handles so basically facebook twitter instagram um, having your presence on these and having the information match up across these Um, so like if you have a facebook page and a uh, a twitter account for your business then you'll have these handles um, that'll actually link in with your web page this helps with seo so having those is just important in general for branding um, in the beginning, you can use it to put up pictures of jobs you've done, uh, depending on what kind of industry you're in, uh, but it's a good way. Eventually, you're going to like be running Facebook ads or ads or promotions on Instagram, and so those are all things to uh, consider, but that's like your basic framework. And then as far as lead generation, those are all now what's called organic sources. And what I mean by organic sources is someone goes on the internet, they're trying to get a company out, they Google... Uh, Air conditioning contractor Denver, boom, you guys show up, they call you to reach out. Now, in the beginning, what's g- going to happen, in order for you to start getting calls, it's important that you do have a few reviews, obviously, and so you're going to want to ask either some of your friends or professional references that you've either done business with, if they would so be so kind as to leave you a review, and then going forward beyond that, just having those first couple of reviews is important so that people um, know that you're someone that you can do business with and can be trusted and they're willing to give you a shot and willing to hire you and then over time you build up that reputation it's also going to help you rank on the search engines in terms of getting pulled up for keywords Uh, and and as far as review gathering going forward there's a lot of things you can do our review gathering process we use a a company called broadly which is basically reputation management so it's a little different in that when our we finish a job we use quickbooks uh, for our accounting software as soon as And if you're new and just starting a business, I recommend, and you don't know how big you wanna make it in terms of like, if you just wanna be a technician that does your own work and be like an independent contractor, I would recommend QuickBooks Online. It'll keep track of all your expenses it will, uh, keep, it'll sync with your credit cards. It'll sync with your bank accounts. It's very user-friendly in your accountant. It keeps everything organized for them, so that way you're not keeping track of receipts and things like that. It's just QuickBooks Online. And then QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks, they both integrate, as well as other softwares, both integrate with Broadly, which is just one option, but that's who we use that basically any time an invoice is sent out to a customer, it automatically triggers an email that gets sent out. That customer um, it is when they open it up, it says, would you recommend such and such company? And if they're like, yeah, Joe is a great electrician, they'll click yes. And then it says, would you like to leave a review? Review box pops up and they can just type in their review, five stars, click submit. And now you just got a new five-star review. The benefit to the to this method of review gathering is you'll send that out and then someone will say, no, I would not recommend Joe the electrician. And they'll say, why is that? And they'll tell you why they don't recommend or what the issue was. And so it gives you the opportunity to then reach out to that customer and say, hey, I'm sorry, I noticed that, you know, you weren't happy with the service. What can we do to make... You know, make this right, and um, you know, offer that better service, or or what is it that you need, or what is it that you want? Where did we fall short, sort of thing, so you can prevent that negative review from going public and and kind of save that customer. So, those are the basics. Like I said, this is uh, kind of where I was talking about organic lead sources. Those are lead sources that you don't have to pay for. It's free to get a Google Places listing it's free to get your business on yelp these are non-paid sources next i'm going to talk about leads and i'm going to talk about um paid sources of marketing one that i recommend against strongly is what's called ppc or pay-per-click um for AdWords. It works for some businesses still, and it works it actually works for all business or a lot of businesses still. The problem is is it's gotten very expensive. And for HVAC, it's the com, the keywords are extremely competitive and they keep getting more and more competitive. And so the price that it's it's based on a bidding system, the price that people will pay just to get someone to click on your link which will then take them to your website with the hopes that they call you can be very very expensive. And when I say very expensive you can talk about hundred dollars just for someone to click and it's not even really necessary a feasible lead it just means someone clicked on your website when they searched for air conditioning contractors um, or whatever in, in terms of whatever business you're in and so i don't recommend that for our business just because it is very expensive but there's for some businesses like if you're the fish tank cleaner maybe it's pretty cheap for a fish tank cleaner. Um, Who knows what the the keyword, you know, some keywords are gonna be more than others and you have to decide whether or not it makes sense for your business. But that falls into your, what's called CAC or customer acquisition cost. And so when I'm talking about customer acquisition cost, one thing that I want to tell you that was kind of an unlock for me when I heard it is that if we wanted to play a game where I said, all right, this is how marketing works. I'll be like, come over here, give me do you have a dollar in your wallet perfect give me one dollar i'm going to reach into my wallet i'm going to pull out ten dollars i'm going to give you ten dollars and i'm going to keep this dollar and if that was how it worked i have a feeling you would play that game with me until infinity um, just because that makes sense and so marketing is kind of the same way provided that it's effective marketing i've ran tv ads before and we did not get we got a return but it wasn't if we had ran them longer maybe we would have gotten a bigger or better return but our initial return wasn't uh wasn't there we lost we spent two grand on tv ads and we did about 900 dollars in gross revenue i didn't even we didn't even turn enough of a profit to cover the ads and um, as far as when I'm talking about leads, my, one of the things I'm going to recommend for any contractor, and a lot of people talk shit about them online, I disagree. Um, I built a lot of my business using this company, and that is HomeAdvisor. And the reason I recommend HomeAdvisor is in the beginning. Um, if you want to start tomorrow and you have no marketing setup, no website, nothing, you can go on HomeAdvisor, you can buy leads. My recommendation is to get your business started during whatever the busiest time of year for your business is. And the reason is that you will be in high demand. If you try to launch a um, ice make, I don't know, I'm thinking about like a snow making business in July, it's not, you know, no one's trying to get snow made, then you won't be in that high of demand. But if you launch that during whenever there's the highest demand for that, then you're gonna have maybe all of your competitors, you're gonna be banking on the fact that they might all be booked out and so more people are gonna be reaching out, you're gonna be more into demand and so you can start to get your foot in the door to start generating revenue as a business. Because once you get that first customer and you do a great job and you treat that customer well, that customer is gonna call you back and that customer is gonna send you referrals. But this process of building referrals and building a reputation takes a lot of time and a lot of people build their entire business this way that's not advised so that's why i recommend home advisor leads now here's the thing this is why most people get pissed off and i still get frustrated with sometimes half not half some of those leads that come through are going to be I've called these leads before and it it would be someone that wants an air conditioning repair done or whatever, and then they answer the phone, they say no, and then they hang up. And that can be frustrating when you just spent $20 on that lead. But the good thing is, is HomeAdvisor will credit most of those leads back to you. Now, the reason I recommend HomeAdvisor, or another reason, is that it's relatively plug and play in terms of being user-friendly. if you are and some of the stuff is going to be budget specific and like i said this podcast is directed more at contractors but in terms of how home advisor works is if you let's say you are just a small guy you're starting off you don't have a big budget maybe you've got 5 grand in the bank you've just you're kind of kickstarting this this company on you know low budget you've got your van you've got your tools or your truck you've got everything you need to do the work but you've just got limited resources If I was buying home advisor leads, I would advise you to buy the cheapest ones that you can for your business. And that would be things like repair leads. So like a repair lead for me as an air conditioning contractor is gonna be cheaper than an install lead because an install is a higher ticket item, they charge more for that lead. And so in the beginning, what you wanna do is you wanna survive on the crumbs. You can pay for those bigger leads later when you have more money or in the beginning, if you have enough money or you have the budget to really throw down on, um, you know, and spend $1,000 on on leads. But if you spend $1,000 on air conditioning, you know, install leads, you might not get a single job from there or you might get one or you might get two or you might get one of those jobs but they might not close for two years until their ac finally fails but they just wanted to get quotes that summer i can't tell you how many customers we have that are now jobs that close that were a bid we did two years ago that's great we stay busy now but that doesn't help you your first summer in business and so taking on to the other thing with repair leads is that's going to be quicker money you're showing up you're doing your repair you're leaving there's not a need for a permit there's not a need for like it's just a very efficient uh, move in terms of what you are doing in terms of the uh, generating revenue as a company it's not as labor intensive and you can move from job to job to job and plus if you do five repairs you just did just made five customers. If you just did one install, yes, you made more money on that one install or or one big ticket item, but you only have one customer now, which is one referral source. That's, either way, you still want, you, you know your business better in terms of where there's higher margins, more money, more profit, but what I recommend is seeing where those leads are that are gonna be most affordable for you and investing in those, and if you have $500 that you could spend on leads and you can get those leads for 20 bucks a piece, that would give you 25 leads. If you can call 25 leads and get five of those calls ran and turn that $500 into a thousand dollar profit and you're just starting a business, that that makes sense because you just, it's not the best return, but you just made money by investing. It's maybe not the best use of your time, but you only had to run five calls In order to make that $1,000, you covered your $500 nut, and now you have five people that can send you their friends and family. So that's my two cents on marketing. That was basically the fundamentals of just like, I wanted to give you something in 20 minutes or less of like, you could research that and three to five hours after you get off your job, have enough stuff in place to where you could literally start a company and have leads coming in and have you know the basic framework in place to start getting calls and start actually building a marketing um, foundation. And I wanted to put that out there for you. And then now the second half of this podcast is basically going to be, I don't want to say like advanced, but it's just going to go a little bit more in depth into some things or some food for thought. Um, on based on what you actually want to do and in terms of so right now I'm running I'm currently running Facebook ads for our company and I've been having a very hard time to be quite frank getting these ads to convert we get a lot of leads I haven't had one solid lead from Facebook ads however there's still a benefit to it from a branding perspective and so the thing is is a lot of people don't like spending money on branding because branding doesn't have a very tangible ROI and what the difference between branding and marketing is Coca-Cola is a brand and you market basic um, marketing is like getting a a lead from something or getting um, like a measurable tangible return and so like when you're when you talk about coke and you're talking about like branding it or building up that brand it's like the notion behind it and like what it represents for it, what it stands for whereas marketing is like is reaching out to a customer and getting that customer to convert and is like the easiest way of explaining it and so branding for us is like what we stand for as a company what i want to put out there in terms of our messages on social media and what we stand for and what uh my personal brand and how it ties in is like the leadership or what kind of leadership you're signing up for if you want to work for this company or if you want to be a part of, you know, these uh, like our opportunity or if you're a customer, what you're supporting by choosing to get your equipment from us and what you can expect in return. And it's about building trust, building um, comfort in dealing with us and also just our reputation. And it's about how we're that, that's what your branding is and so it's a, it's different than marketing in terms of there's no tangible like immediate return but that's what we're doing um with our basically our social media presence that's really our focus it's not about trying to get it to convert right away um because i've been having like i said i've been trying several different ways and we're not giving up we're still getting certain things to convert, but I just not, not as well as I'd like. So I really don't have much to say on Facebook ads or social media marketing, other than if you are not already listening to, um, the Gary V podcast, he has a lot. That's the guy when it comes to social media, if you want to, um, get it from the source, that's where I would go. That's the Gary V Audio Experience or Gary V Podcast. And he has a lot of information about all that stuff. Um, and then the other side um, notes I wanted to talk about was in terms of, and I kind of touched on it a little bit with, Um, when I was talking about marketing and building things out, but like, if you're starting your own business and you've been thinking about it for a while and you've been hesitant is kind of the mechanics of actually doing it. Because a lot of people like find it difficult to make that jump. When do you do it? And you've got to, so there's a couple things, um, typically the best way to do it is to is don't quit your day job until you have to. So if your boss finds out you're, you're building a website on the side or whatever, and comes talk to you and says, Hey, stop doing that. Um, you know, or like you can't work here or whatever, then you've got two choices, you know, and you just think about it and tell your boss what you're going to do. And if you're, you know, going to do that, see when he wants you to leave. Maybe you might, he might not be happy with the fact that you're starting your own company especially if you are going to become a a competitor i'm very upfront with my guys they know they can come to me at any point you know regarding something like that but i've tried to make the opportunity and the vision for this company so lucrative to them in their mind that they want to stick around there's no reason for them to go out and start their own business, most people want to start their own business because they're like they're either tired of working for a company that pushes shit on customers that they don't need, overcharges customers. Just like these are things I've seen, or um, does like just not isn't what they represent in the um, in the industry. That's not what they want to be a part of or another reason I see people want to start their own gig, obvious reason, make more money. You get to keep more profits. You can charge less, and because you're not paying for the overhead of the company, now you're retaining more of that profit for yourself as a contractor, which is a great move and a great reason to do it, And um, but you also want to make sure that you have like a clear idea, and, and you know what? It doesn't really matter. You don't have to have a clear idea in mind, but I would say have a six to a 12-month like vision or a six-month three-year vision of kind of like where you're going to go, but give yourself a long enough time to create something. And then don't hold yourself to, if, if you don't like it, like being an entrepreneur is different than being a, a, an employee. It's your job doesn't stop at five o'clock. You kind of, when I started my company, I was, I would come home. If it was six or seven o'clock at night and work on my website from my regular job, I would come home and work on my website for my business. Um, If I was coming home uh, at nine o'clock at night, I would still like either do something else for the business or I would, that's when I would start getting calls. Like I would would be at my job for eight to 12 hours during the day. And then if I got a call when I was at my job and someone said, hey, can you fix my furnace? You know, I'd say, well, I can't really come. I don't know how long it's gonna take me to get through these calls. I'm booked up for the day. But I can probably come this evening. And they're like, put me on for this evening. I'll see you, you know, this evening. and I'll keep them posted throughout the day. Hey, I'm still because my, pl- as long as I'm working for my employer, I have to answer to that person. And it's not from an ethical perspective. You know, I left on good terms with, with my previous employers, even though they know I started my own business. It was something to where like I gave it my all when I was, when I was there. And I still, I, when I left, I wanted to be someone that was driving revenue for that company, not just some leech that was collecting the last couple paychecks, because that's not what I would want in my business. And that, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just, I don't, that's another topic we, we can get into. But when you're doing that, you're going to be working hard at your job, coming home and, and working on your business. Now, I happen to respect both of my previous employers. So if your current employer is happens to be someone you don't respect, or it's a really bad situation, really negative energy, and you have to get the out because there are people in that situation i've seen it um the situation i will say this in the most blunt candid way possible I'm not trying to um be a dick or anything is that you the situation you've in probably didn't manifest itself or come about overnight and so it might take you a little bit longer to get out of it and just be patient what's the difference between starting your business tomorrow versus starting in three months would you rather start in three months and be successful or start tomorrow and fail Start in three months and be successful. Because if it's January in Phoenix and you try to start tomorrow, you're not gonna be as successful as if it's March 31st in Phoenix and you try to start your business tomorrow. Especially if you've been doing it for a while. And, and, and this is in the context of an air conditioning business just because that's going into the beginning of the busy season. So you have the rest of the entire summer to make your money. And that's really how you wanna launch a business. Um, is, is started at the beginning of the busy season. So you have that season to get some cash flow because cash is like oxygen and that's what's gonna keep you alive uh, in the early years and throughout your throughout your business, you need cash. Cash is oxygen until the day your business dies or until the day you sell it. And so um, that's, if you have any, hopefully you got some value out of this. I really wanted to bring something that was practical that you could listen to, go out, implement, and, and get some value out and actually drive revenue for your company or get the wheels spinning on like what actually goes into running a business and the mechanics of that. And if you have questions, um, follow us on YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at the B-H-V-A-C. That's at the B as in Bumblebee, B-H-V-A-C. And um, post a comment. Be like, hey, I heard your podcast and I'm interested in this, this, and this. I've had this thought, whatever. You can DM me on Instagram at Howard Binder. That's Howard Binder, B-Y-N-D-E-R. And uh, whatever questions you have, whatever you know, value you're looking for, if there's something that I have the answer to, I want to give that to you. And with that, thank you for checking out another episode of the Honey Crew Podcast. Please subscribe and we will catch you on the next episode.